everyone and welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to Space to Learn with me, Lucy Woodward, and I hope you're having a lovely day. I hope you're enjoying the sun, if it's sunny where you are. Right now it's a lovely Wednesday afternoon, sun's out, blue skies, really warm actually. I've just been sat out in the garden, I had an exam this morning, so yeah, just kind of taking the afternoon to de-stress a little bit. I was pretty nervous beforehand, pretty anxious about it, but it all went pretty well, so just been trying to calm myself down and take a bit of time for myself to just have a bit of a breather because literally exam season is the bane of my life at the moment. I feel like it's all I'm doing is physics and revising and just never ending eigenvalues and eigenvectors and equations and maths and it's just a lot. (laughs) So yeah, that's kind of my life update, just really in revision mode and just yeah I hope like so excited for summer I'm just excited for exams to be over really even though today was my first one but there we go I've only got two weeks left so the end is kind of insight more so than it was when I was doing A-levels and it lasted for weeks and weeks and weeks but yeah anyway as you can probably tell from the title of the episode today I'm talking about a bit more of a hard-hitting topic that is racism specifically in the UK and ways that we can be more actively anti-racist because this is an issue that I have been so lucky to not have to deal with in my life that for me not to talk about it it just seems like I'm ignoring this this issue that is so prevalent in our society today and affects so many millions of people around the world and the reason I'm focusing on the UK is just because it's not good enough anymore to just say oh but we're not as bad as America or anything along those lines so that's kind of the perspective obviously I am a white person I'm a white cisgendered female and I have a lot of privilege and I'm very aware of the privilege I have and I'm not saying that to be like oh like to sound conceited or anything I'm just kind of putting that out there that that is the place that I'm coming from with this episode my intention is just to encourage people to think more deeply and internally about this issue and what your role is in helping to reduce this issue in our in our in our country so yeah I guess seeing as I am a white person it's probably going to be more aimed towards white people but in no way do I want this to be white centered or to take away from the space of anyone else who is of color who is a black person who is a minority group who has way more important things to say on this topic than I do. Please correct me and educate me if anything I say is white-centered or doesn't actually reflect experiences of um, people of color. I'm very open to being corrected on this in this area and in general really so please do tell me if I've worded anything incorrectly or if anything I've said has been from a place of privilege and racism and and anything like that please do educate me i'm not pretending to be an expert on this by any stretch of the imagination i just think it's really important to think internally about how we are contributing to the problem as white people and how this is a white people problem not a black people problem because by by nature of the of the white privilege that exists this is something that we need to dismantle from having that privilege rather than something that people who don't have white privilege should have to just kind of compensate for in their own lives so I hope that that disclaimer kind of not excuses anything I say but shows where I'm coming from 
uh, with this episode just to give you a bit of backstory really and to show what my perspective is and just to highlight the fact that I am not a person of colour, I am a white person and, and my opinions are predominantly shaped by things that I've read, by podcasts I've listened to, by people's experiences that I've that I've listened to and they are not my own so if you haven't if you're a white person and you haven't listened to a person of color a black person uh, an asian person whoever um if you haven't listened to a person of color's thoughts on this then please spend your time listening to them rather than to me i've never experienced it and your time would be a lot better spent um hearing their experiences rather than rather than mine listen to BIPOC voices who are doing so much in this space and who are so incredible and so talented and so hardworking and it is not their job to do that but there are so many amazing voices out there who are spreading awareness and changing mindsets and trying to dismantle this racist system that we live in um so yeah if you haven't actually listened to any any um like black people's voices on racism then please do that don't listen to mine like yeah spend your time doing that basically so yeah that's my disclaimer really hoping that i managed to get everything out in a way that sounds that reflects how i actually feel about it in a way that doesn't offend anyone and in a way that is inclusive but i will probably probably make mistakes I'm just gonna try and be kind to myself and let that happen because I think it's more important to talk about these things rather than to not do it for fear of not saying it perfectly Um, otherwise nothing really gets resolved I'm gonna quickly talk about my weekly favorites as I do at the start of every episode the first one is the morning yoga um, series by yoga with Cassandra I think she's really cool and they're only 10 minutes long 10 to 12 minutes so it's been really really helpful for me to do in the morning because it's not taking up too much time but it's still making sure i do yoga pretty much every day um i think her flows are really nice and yeah i really recommend that series i'll have it linked down below the second favorite is the podcast all the small things slash talking taste buds by venetia lamana Originally it was Talking Taste Buds and now it's kind of rebranded as All The Small Things but they're all still on the same playlist and I've been listening to so many of these episodes, I've been obsessed. I think she's so cool, I really really admire the work that she does, I think it's incredible. Um, Mostly focused around um, sustainability and fast fashion, uh, food that kind of umbrella term and she's just a very sustainable queen and is very real and honest and speaks to some incredible guests so I've been learning so much from that podcast and I would highly recommend I think it's absolutely amazing again I'll have that linked in the show notes and my third favorite is that I now have really really short hair (laughs) I cut my hair I cut seven inches off my hair and donated it to the Little Princess Trust, who are an amazing charity if you haven't heard of them. They make wigs for little girls with cancer who've lost their hair due to their illness. And yeah, they make wigs out of real human hair, entirely real human hair, um, and rely completely on donations from people to 
to create the wigs. Uh, the wigs cost quite a lot of money to make as well so I did a bit of fundraising for that and all in all it was just a really fulfilling and good experience. I was so nervous about it. I really was really stressed and nervous about donating my hair and cutting so much off because before it was kind of uh, like below boob height and now it's very much a bob but I am absolutely loving it and I think it's so much easier to deal with when it's short. A bit of an adjustment at the moment it's still kind of a bit frizzy and puffy but I think I'll get there. Anyway enough said about my hair and things that don't matter nearly as much as what the topic of this episode is about so yeah without further ado i'm gonna get into the episode i hope you're having a lovely week and thank you for tuning in so i'm gonna start with a quote by katie shan from the university of york and to be honest i don't really know who she is i just read this somewhere and the quote is the idea that we are over race is precisely how racism is sustained so this kind of sums up what I'm what my thoughts are on on the issue I think it's so important to talk about it and to have discussions and to think about how we are perpetuating this system of racism by not doing anything about it I think that forgive me if this is a generalization but from my perspective if you're a white person and you're not educating yourself you're not actively listening to experiences of BIPOC you're not being actively anti-racist in your day-to-day life as much as you can then that is upholding the institutionalized racism in our country so for me that is my intention is to try and reduce the amount of negativity that i'm spreading by not addressing the situation and by ignoring it i always remember in primary school and early secondary school when we were kind of taught about bullying and those kind of assemblies on anti-bullying there was always a lot said about being a bystander and that kind of really stuck with me and what they essentially said as i'm sure everyone is aware is that if you're being a bystander in a situation where someone is being harmed then you're pretty much just as bad as the actual perpetrator themselves so for me not being a bystander in this um in this issue of racism means doing the hard internal work yeah reading books listening to podcasts speaking to people for me that is what i can do at the moment i'm sure there are so many more things that people can do i guess if you're in work then um, and in a position to kind of hire people or to promote people etc then that's a whole other kettle of fish but i think most of the people who listen to the podcast are students so i guess that is something that we can all do is just to try and resolve this internally i guess i should clarify the reason that I'm referring to this as requiring internal work is probably because I've been working through the Me and White Supremacy Workbook by Leila F. Said. I 100% recommend this book. It's so thought-provoking, so hard-hitting, and on the cover it basically says how to recognise your privilege, combat racism, and change the world. I'm just going to read out a little bit from one of the first chapters before it kind of gets into the the hard-hitting journal prompt and self-reflection stuff so it's more to do with the reason why this is so important and why it it requires unpacking beliefs inside so yeah just going to read out a little passage what is white supremacy 
White supremacy is a racist ideology that is based on the belief that white people are superior in many ways to people of other races and that therefore white people should be dominant over other races. White supremacy is not just an attitude or a way of thinking, it also extends to how systems and institutions are structured to uphold this white dominance. And she goes on to say that since systems and institutions are created and held in place by many individual people, it is her hope that more people do the personal inner work in here so that there would be a ripple effect of actionable change of how white supremacy is upheld out there. So it's about changing things from the inside out rather than just changing how things look. And often white, white supremacy is thought of as really far extreme behavior but because this is the society that we live in because if you are in the uk if you're in the western world probably you are born into this system of white supremacy like it's not it's not any reflection on your character yourself you can be the loveliest person in the world and still have internalized racism inside of you just the same way as you can have internal internalized misogyny inside of you and still be a feminist it's exactly the same it doesn't make you a bad person but it is something that is within you and is through no fault of your own being being perpetuated if you aren't doing anything to reverse the th the beliefs inside of you i hope that makes sense and i think a lot of the time people get very defensive when things like white supremacy are brought up and they're like oh well i'm not a racist i'm 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 not racist i don't think that this doesn't apply to me i don't need to do that work but it does because if you say i'm just going to go with the uk because otherwise i'm just going to keep saying too many generalizations but but the chances are if you have grown up in the society and you're a white person or um like have white privilege then while you're probably not overtly white supremacist like you're not joining the kkk anything stupid like that obviously i'm sure everyone listening is lovely people but you can be the most progressive person and still be influenced by things you've consumed in the media things you've heard your parents say your grandparents say your teachers say your friends say as you're growing up etc if you've grown up in this country then you're most likely going to have subconscious bias against people who don't look like or talk like or behave like you and i need to stop saying you because this is me like this is something that i have to work on and i can still say that i have white supremacist uh, biases inside of me and that i dislike that they are there i really hate that i have them so it's not about being hard on yourself and thinking oh i'm an awful person because i've got white supremacist thoughts inside of me like no it's not about that it's not about you it's about how your beliefs not even not intentional beliefs but subconscious beliefs are affecting other people and how you interact with the world and just that split second before you when you make a judgment of someone like it's not a conscious thing it is a subconscious thing for the most part like obviously if you're intentionally racist that's a complete other ballpark like that's not what i'm talking about here i'm talking about internalized white supremacy and yeah like i was saying i would really recommend this workbook it was originally a so it's basically a 28 day journal challenge thing 
I hold my hands up. I have not done this in 28 days. I'm still only, I'm on week two now, but this has been like months. So I really need to do more. But yeah, I just think it's so fascinating. Every chapter starts with kind of going through Layla's experiences and some really factual and really well-researched information. And then she f- she'll finish the chapter with some reflective jour- journaling prompts. For example, let me just find something. So from the chapter you in white silence some of the reflective journaling prompts include how have you stayed silent when it comes to race and racism and how do you benefit from white silence whom in your life do you harm with your white silence things like that so it is really personal and in a work that takes a lot of mental like stamina i guess don't think that's quite the right word but yeah it takes like some some effort to do and to actually do it properly requires like like it is work to do it but it's not about the person doing it like it's not about me it's not about you it's about the system that we're upholding by not doing anything about it and she's very compassionate throughout but she says it as it is so i would yeah definitely recommend this as i've said already um she kind of makes sure that you know within yourself why you're committing to doing this. I'll just read out some of the reasons. Um, she says, you have to decide what is going to be the anchor that keeps you committed to this work, whether it is a commitment to anti-oppression and the dignity of BIPOC. Um, for anyone who is unfamiliar, BIPOC is black, indigenous, people of color. Yeah, sorry, your commitment to your own healing, your commitment to being a better friend or better family member to BIPOC, or your commitment to your own personal or spiritual values. Decide now, before you begin, what is going to help you stay committed to this work when the going gets tough. What keeps me going is my commitment to truth, love, and being a good ancestor. So for me, the reason I want to do it is because I don't want to unintentionally cause harm to anyone. So if I'm doing that then this is something that I need to try and fix that's as simple as it is for me um oh my god there's a daddy long legs like first world problems but (laughs) it's right by me that's that's really gross okay um anyone who doesn't know I'm terrified of spiders so that is really good fun I'm just going to be watching him now (laughs) okay um moving on And I think for anyone who is, uh, I guess, oblivious um, to the institutionalized racism that does exist in our in our society, just clearly things are better than they were 10, 20, 30 years ago, etc. But that doesn't mean that there isn't still things that need to change and that there are injustices. For example, black women in the UK are four times more likely to die during pregnancy than white women. Uh, in terms of policing, there were six stop and search uh, checks for every 1,000 white people compared to 54 for every 1,000 black people, which means that black people are eight times more likely to be stopped by the police for stop and search, um, which is supposedly a random, random search. I'm going to leave all my statistics and stuff in the description. There's also a lot of injustice in university systems and education. Evidence has pointed to the fact that academic prospects are bleak for BAME communities. Data generated from the Higher Education Statistics Agency in 2012 revealed that out of 17,880 professors, only 85 were black, 950 were Asian, 365 were other, 
including mixed race, and a majority of 15,200 were white. 15,000 out of 17,000 were white professors in all of our university education system. I guess to some extent it isn't surprising because the older demographic, from what I know, are less culturally diverse than the younger demographic, and I guess there are a lot more older professors, but that just seems like a lot to me. But I don't want to fixate too much on the stats because black people, Asian people, mixed race, any ethnicity, like everyone is a person. These are real people that we're talking about. These stats are not just numbers. These are real people. And for the most part, they face microaggressions every single day. And BIPOC have to be way more concerned for their kids' safety, their own. They have to live and work and raise their children in a country where the government is turning a blind eye to all their problems and pretending that they're not real by just publishing a race report that is so counterintuitive. I find it really infuriating. And this leads me on to privilege because it's just infuriating and I think it's so important to think more deeply about the different types of privilege that you might have. Different people can have different privileges you might be from the same background as someone else and have completely different privileges maybe they're male maybe you're female maybe they're trans maybe you're cisgendered there are so many different types of privilege but obviously this episode i'm focusing more on white privilege and i guess a good indication of if you have white privilege is other than like the blinding obvious color of your skin is that if you don't have to think about racism for a day then that's a privilege if you can ignore it and go about your day without worrying about any like opinions of people you might you might encounter in the street or so many different things like that it's it's a privilege to not have to worry about that and i think recognizing that other people do have to experience those sorts of things like i was talking to my friend nilla from the nilla extract she has a radio show that I would highly recommend you go and listen to because she talks about this sort of thing all the time and it's so informative and just a really great show. When I had her on the podcast, she was talking about some of her experiences of racism and it just blows my mind that someone literally the same age as me from the same country can experience the world in a completely different way just because of their skin colour and people treat them completely differently. And I find that just so wrong and so horrible and i really don't like that i have this privilege over other people who are literally exactly the same as me like she's incredible like anyone is regardless of who they are i i feel like i'm really not getting my point across (laughs) it's so hard to talk about but i just i just think it's important too so yeah i'm just gonna carry on um but yeah if you have that privilege then it's it's not your fault that you have it like you haven't done anything to gain it you haven't done anything wrong by having it but it is your responsibility to do something about it and not ignore the fact that other people in exactly the same place going to the same uni doing the exactly the same things are experiencing life in a completely different light due to prejudice prejudice and ingrained beliefs that we're all upholding by by the nature of our society And so this leads me into ways we can be actively anti-racist, which is ultimately one of the most important things that you can do after listening to this episode, after listening to any, any conversation on race. 
because thinking deeply about your voice and your impact and how you uphold the system is really important as I keep saying um a couple of things that I have written down on this is that just because you're doing the anti-racism work doesn't mean you have to suddenly shout about it all the time and show the world how amazing you are and all the stuff that you're doing conversations meaningful meaningful conversations are so important but you don't have to suddenly share everything that you're doing and I think performative activism especially on social media can actually do more harm than good because it just kind of desensitizes how do you say that word desensitizes you and people to the issues that are going on i'm not saying that activism on social media is bad but i think it's about doing it from the right place and not just being performative so yeah just i think focus on the impact that it will have on other people rather than the impact that it will have on your life another point is that being called a racist is seen as a really awful horrible thing and everyone or the majority of white people are very very uh like really do not want to be called a racist which is understandable because you don't like no one wants to be racist but the worst thing that we can do is not doing anything about it and if we're kind of just too scared to even go near that label then that's like doing more harm than good and like i said earlier if you draw the parallel to feminism and sexism etc people can have internalized misogyny and still be a feminist in the same way that you can have internalized racism and still be an activist for anti-racism work for me i think it's not about performatism and looking like you care if you don't care then don't pretend that you care you know but moving away from the fact that being called a racist is the worst thing possible that can ever happen to you is going to be a good thing because it's going to help you have conversations that matter and if you're open to being corrected and to listening to people's experiences and seeing things in a different way that is different from your own perspective then i think that's a good thing really and all of this just comes down to questioning things questioning why the world is the way it is questioning how you've been brought up differently to other people questioning why you see the world in a different way and being understanding of our differences rather than just shutting people down like it all comes down to that i think and i guess i should also touch on the fact that it's now been a year since the death of george floyd and the resurgence of the black lives matter movement i think i I can't believe it's been a whole year since that but in my own life i know that kick-started me caring more passionately about this issue obviously i always knew it was bad but before i never really saw it as something that i needed to resolve within myself and i want to stress that this is ongoing work like the black lives matter movement is so so important and they do absolutely incredible work and just because it's not in the headlines all the time doesn't mean things aren't happening under the surface and that the hard work isn't being done because it really is and as tragic as george floyd's death was despite it being an absolutely horrible awful thing and him having his life taken away from him is just like the worst thing but i do think a lot of positive change has happened since then and 
it shows what can be done when people get together and share resources and care about an issue and don't just turn a blind eye to it when people are actively out protesting and sharing things and donating and having conversations about it it shows how much work can be done so i think that just needs to continue and i don't think it's something that we should all just care about in the moment after like an innocent black person has died it's something we should all be working on continually and yeah we need to address it and that's why i've made this episode really um i've got some recommendations of things that i have found useful by all means go and do your own research go and find resources from from people of color because like they're gonna they're gonna say it so much better than i can please do your own research and if this is the first time that you're engaging with this topic then like i said at the start go and listen to black people's experiences don't just take my word for it like go and listen to them and i really don't want to make this white centered so yeah um but yeah some recommendations the documentary well not really documentary um dramatization i guess um of it's called when they see us and it's on netflix it's of the central park five who were a group of five teenagers who were arrested and sent to prison in the 90s i'm pretty sure it was oh my gosh that was one of the most hard that, that was one of the hardest things i've ever watched but it was over a year ago that i watched it now and i think i should probably watch it again because it just oh it was so hard-hitting and just so emotional really highlighted the injustice to me so if you've not seen anything like that before then i would recommend that but make sure you're maintaining your mental health as well i would say um things to read uh why i'm no longer talking to white people about race by rennie edo lodge amazing book i think that book was that book was the first one that i read in this kind of area and i would highly recommend if you've not read anything on race to maybe start with that one really informative and kind of yeah just speaks for itself really it's a very educational very good book um me and white supremacy the 28 day journal workbook thing that i've mentioned by Layla f said so good definitely recommend that i would also recommend natives by akala really fascinating into race and uh, more of the political side in the uk but also also just talking about his experiences growing up a black person in london definitely would recommend that one if you're a uni student taking up space by chelsea kwake and ore ogunbi is fascinating they are both cambridge graduates university of cambridge and they speak about how being a black woman at university has impacted their education really big on intersectionality etc so yeah and finally something to listen to the podcast 1619 um by i think it's yeah it's by the new york times it was so informative it's like a five slash six part podcast series about slavery if you've not really done any research on slavery this was a great introduction to it i think very informative very uh, easy to engage with and really important so 
with that i think that's just about all the recommendations that i have please feel free to send me anything that you've read listened to etc in this area i am far from being done on this like i said it's a continual thing so yeah if you have any recommendations please let me know please share them on the podcast instagram so that other people can access them too and yeah i hope you've enjoyed this episode if you have listened all the way to the end then thank you very much and like good on you for engaging in this topic because it's so important um but yeah it doesn't end here this is something we need to be more engaged with in our day-to-day lives i think having conversations with family members and friends about about this issue so yeah i'm gonna end it here but thank you so much for listening and I'll be back again next week with another episode, a little bit more lighthearted next week. But yeah, thanks for listening and I'll see you again for another episode of Space to Learn next Wednesday. Bye.